Hello and welcome to Wake and Jake with myself and BBD, and we are talking divisional round. The ALDS starts, the NLDS starts, the wild card is over. Uh, man, tough time to argue for the wild card format. Uh, not the best action. All four two game sweeps. That doesn't feel right. Thursday and Friday in October. With no playoff baseball, October 5th and the 6th. Uh, whatever. I'm going to put that in my rear view for now uh, as we tee up Texas Rangers, Baltimore Orioles, Minnesota Twins, Houston Astros, the NL, Phillies, Braves, D-backs, Dodgers. Uh, I do want to say it is crazy in the past week or so how many teams' seasons have died. Uh, Reds, Cubs leading up into the playoffs. Mariners, that's three. And then we just had four go down. Blue Jays, Rays, the AL least. See ya. Milwaukee Brewers, who felt like they had some real hope. Uh, And the Marlins, who we may have been more rude to than any other team previously in podcast history. Jimmy's line on Talking Baseball of a local tournament where a team drops out so they have to invite another team. I don't know if that happened in my past, but man, that hit a chord I hadn't felt in a while, uh, and I agree with it. So, uh, I do owe the Texas Rangers a bit of an apology before we get in there. I got the AL wrong. I went uh, I went Blue Jays over the Twins, although I thought that would be the best series, and I think I said I wouldn't consider putting a dollar on it, and if you've been watching the live streams, you know there's a lot of things I'll consider putting a dollar on. Uh, did not have a lean in Minnesota-Toronto. Uh, good for the Twins, getting getting that curse off their back. And like I said on here, uh, I think I like them against Houston. I'm, I'm going to dive in further and see if there's anything else that jumps out a little more to me. Uh, but had the NL. Phillies embarrassed the fish at the party. Uh, the stadium was electric. That whole city, that whole team looks like they're on a mission to get back, which in another f- five-game series against the Atlanta Braves, my goodness. That should be some electric baseball. And then Diamondbacks and the Dodgers is, it's literally David and Goliath. The Dodgers have owned the Snakes. Uh, Kershaw, Kelly, game one. Kershaw hasn't lost to the Diamondbacks since 2012, I believe. And Merrill Kelly has not beaten the Dodgers. So, uh, we've got all that and more. Let's get into it. Uh, let's go Cronpod. Saturday, 1 p.m. game, which I actually don't hate. Tuesday and Wednesday, 3 p.m., I don't like. Saturday, 1 p.m. in Baltimore? Yeah. That play's going to be rowdy. That's going to feel like a football game. The tandem three and four starts during a week stinks. I mean, that's nothing. One one o'clock, four o'clock. One o'clock in October. I I can work with. Let me get some Baltimore weather, as I always look up. Saturday, 69 at the peak. Yeah, that's going to be perfect. A little chilly breeze. Long sleeves under the jerseys. Uh, The Baltimore Birds, who if you've been listening to this program, and we are going to finish with a little football later, but the Baltimore Birds have won me over. Uh, Every stat I look at is better than the next uh, in a sheet that Dalton put together, and we will be doing a Talking Baseball full preview with the boys in a little bit. Every time I see a Baltimore number... Uh, their home record, incredible. They're uh, 49 and 32. Away, even better, 52 and 29. One run games, 30 and 16. Extra innings, they, they were good this year. Not that that matters. September, October, leading into the playoffs, they were good. Every stone you turn over is a winner for the Baltimore Orioles. Now, the Texas Rangers. Let me double-check the series before I say this. No, I mean, Phillies-Braves is the most exciting for different reasons. For history, for divisions, for previous years, for high-end talent. Texas Rangers-Baltimore Orioles, uh, I am very jazzy about. And has a chance to, I think, be the most electric series. With how wired these offenses are. With how much young talent is on the field for Baltimore. And now the bottom of that Texas lineup with Young and Carter. I think this series, we we were not, well, I guess we weren't joking, unfortunately. The only series 
that had the win probability meter ever go to another side of 50% was D-backs Brewers. I think this series has the ultimate chance of that. And building on that, one of these teams has a bullpen that was electric throughout the year, the Baltimore Orioles. They have lost Felix Bautista. Cano has stepped into the closer role. Uh, they traded for Fuji. They're going to have some starting pitchers that have the, the ability to kick into the bullpen, which you know that is one of the John Boy specials. Uh, right now, starting pitchers, guys that have been built up this season to pitch, Kyle Bradish, Grayson Rodriguez, Dean Kramer, Kyle Gibson, John Means, Jack Flaherty. Kick those guys out there with Danny Colomb, the lefty who put together a great season. Um, Texas Rangers offense, as much as I love the birds, they have the scarier up top. Like what Seager feels like he can do to you every single at bat. Uh, Garcia, uh, Simeon, obviously. Uh, and then there's, you know, there's some, I don't want to say gaps in there. Robbie Grossman batting three, we've talked about a lot and is still a little puzzling. Uh, but Jonah Himes been one of the best catchers. We might have the two best catchers in the AL in this series. Well, Heim and Rushman, that does something for me. I'm excited for that. A uh, couple switch hitting big boy catchers. Whoo! Pump it into my veins. Um, Texas. It looks like they're going to have Dane Dunning start that first game uh, where they're at with starting pitchers. I think that's, I don't want to say winner by default because Dane Dunning actually had himself a pretty nice year uh, with Monty and Ivaldi to go games three and four. And then is it Andrew Heaney, old friend? Yeah. I saw, you know, trying, trying to figure out who's starting game one. And there's still a chance it's Heaney for one. I, I think they're going to go Dun Dunning, Monty, Ivaldi. And he needs there for four. Yeah, and I wonder, you know, would it do some right, left, right, left? That could also be the uh, that would have Heaney kind of lined up for the Patrick Corbin role, right? If they wanted to go Dunning one time through Heaney one time through, they could do something like that if they're interested, and he would still be on uh, somewhat of rest for Game Four if he doesn't. Yeah. You know, You're, they weren't going to have him go, you know, seven innings anyway. So there's a there's a chance for. That game four is always going to be one time for him, so I, uh, one time after Dunning, I don't know. Yeah, and I, I, I think you know some of the numbers I rattled off before about uh, the birds. The Texas Rangers, very good at home this year, 50-31. and 31. They were um, a losing record on the road by one game. Hey, they just went on to Tampa and dominated. Bad record in one-run games. They can maul. Uh, and, hey, part of that time period, like, they did lose some guys with injuries. Uh, Adolis went down for a little bit. Seager was down at different points this season. Um, they're very balanced and switchy. Everyone's got a little pop. Some guys have a little bit of speed. And it's, you know, in two-game sets, and I think this can be applied to my Diamondbacks, I think for the Texas Rangers, you, we didn't see a lot of bullpen. We didn't see a lot of pitchers get exposed. Like, there's no need. It's three games. You're empty in the tank. Uh, and the way they dominated Tampa in those games, and Tampa just did not show. I mean, I don't, I don't want to take away from Evaldi and Montgomery, who they looked good and did their job. But Tampa, offensively, defensively, did not feel like the Rays. Uh, like I said, I'm going Baltimore. Uh, I, I really believe in what this team is doing. This series should be a lot of fun. I guess when I, when I say this series is going to be back and forth, and I do believe in that, I believe in both offenses big time, um, more than the pitching staffs. Uh, it feels like if there's a team that can expose that Rangers bullpen, it would be the Baltimore Orioles. They and a word I've been throwing a lot lately since I saw the Snakes use it in their team hype video. They're relentless. They're absolutely relentless. Uh, they play with their hair on fire. I guess there could be a woe moment. Like, Texas does have a lot of veterans on this team. Even Max Scherzer, we saw him partying with his shirt off and throwing warm-ups in his full uni, which threw everyone off a little bit. Don't know if he's going to get involved in this series. Would be electric if he does. That would be the only, if we see in these first two series, if we see the birds go wide-eyed, kind of like we haven't played on this stage before, and you see Corey Seager, who's got a World Series MVP, Marcus Simeon is a dude of all dudes. Um, you know, even Scherzer's present 
presence in the dugout. I know stuff like that can get really corny sometimes, but I mean, sometimes when I think of sports as like modern day battlefields, kind of, whoa, um, like Max Scherzer, like if you put sports into Game of Thrones, Max Scherzer's like a badass leader. Like the two different colored eyes. He's been through a ton of battles. He wants more battles. He's almost daring you. He's banged up. Like, let me back in and watch what I'll do one more time. If that happens, um, you know, the the birds could get struck down by a high-powered Texas team that was one of the best in the American League this year. I'm not going to believe in it. Uh, I'm going to believe in these kids. Uh, it feels like they've got magic. They've got the sprinkler system kicking in. Um, and everywhere in the lineup, they are so balanced. Um, they've got guys giving you great defensive efforts at different positions, uh, especially in the outfield. Uh, I like when Mullins is making plays. Hayes throws his body around with no regard. Give me the Orioles. I think they've got the deeper pitching. I think lineups match up pretty well, if not even Texas being a little more daunting. But give me the baby birds. Uh, I think they're ready for this. And... This should be the most back-and-forth series, whatever that means to you. Uh, whether that's appealing, it might, not be, it might not feel the best at times. We might see a couple reliever meltdowns in this one that, that don't feel pretty. Uh, but I love what the birds have done, and I'm, I'm, I want to believe in it so bad that I'm going to believe in it. Because if they don't, God, that would stink. But maybe first taste of the postseason, Rangers-Vets. You could talk me into it, and I doubted them against Tampa, and they looked great. But, God, Tampa looked awful. The worst I've seen the Rays look. The worst I've seen the Rays look. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. The other American League series, and I've teased this one for you a little bit. The winner of Toronto, Minnesota, I told you I'd be into, even though they're facing the Big Bad Wolf. The Houston Astros, they are attempting to go to their seventh straight, seventh straight ALCS. Um, they are a wagon on the last day of the season. They, they fall into that AL West winner and buy. Uh, just unreal with the kind of season they had. Losing record at home this year for Houston. No idea what to do with that. Uh, really good on the road, 51-30. and 30. Um, They were also awful in extra innings. Not Again, extra inning rules are out for the playoffs, right? We don't do that, Manfred. Nonsense. Mm. Do we? No way. I thought that was the whole thing. I thought that's what made it Which sacred. One? I think I think you're right. I think so. We'll double check. They were one and eight uh in extra inning games this year, which that's that's the new one run games for me. Like everyone talks about how one run games can will be in flux every year and you almost can't control them as a team. Extra inning games. I don't know. If if that was seven and two uh, we'd be talking about a dominant Houston Astros team. Instead, we're like, I don't know, Houston kind of lurked around this year. Or blah, blah, blah. Houston's good, and they start out with Justin Verlander. Um, giggity, giggity, giggity. Uh, fire me up. The old dog is back doing it again with Houston. Played his free agency pretty well. 3.22 ERA uh, this year. This is the Carlos Correa return series. How fun is that? Uh, Carlos and his bizarre free agencies ended up in Minnesota. We thought it was kind of a gag year that we'd look back on baseball reference and be like, oh, my God, remember when Correa did that? And he re-upped after fake getting signed by two teams. And now he's playing against the Astros. By the way, 5 for 12 against Justin Verlander lifetime. Don't be surprised if Carlos Correa makes a big impact on this series. And he will... Because he plays incredible defense at the most valuable position. Um, 
Throwing out Bichette in that game one changed the entire series. Blue Jays, God. Huh. Make me feel the bad emotions. And wouldn't you know it, Justin Verlander, Framber Valdez, Christian Javier. Maybe I'm just stupid for thinking that these upstart Minnesota Twins are going to bring the noise. But as everyone saw, Foolish Bailey told you on this program, Trevor Plouffe told you on Talking Baseball, the Twins' bullpen is legit. Legit. I mean, some of the names are silly. Griffin Jacks, Louis Varland. <laughs> Sounds like a jazz band. Um, <laughs> They're coming out, and they're being nasty boys. Uh, and that's to go with a rotation that was one of the best in baseball. Um, so we still don't know who we're getting game one. They have Joe Ryan and Bailey Ober lined up. Do we have an update on that? I don't think when so. I I was you know trying to figure figure out for sure, and I figured I didn't stress out too much about it while while assembling the sheets. I'm like, yeah, Trev probably has a lean, but uh, it seemed like Joe Ryan was gonna be game one, probably is game one. But Ober is the guy that would have started game three if they mm-hmm. went there. Of their options that aren't Lopez and Gray because they can't do game one between Ober, Ryan, and Kenta Maeda. Ober has been kind of by far the most consistent. Um, Nightmare. So there's a chance they pivot there. And then with the ALNL off day situation, and AL teams maybe are hesitant to go to like get Lopez back in for game two. I'd, I'm curious what, what's going to happen there at games one, two. Yeah, I mean, I still think it would be normal rest because if you normally start an MLB I week think, on a yeah, Tuesday, I think that was five, right? But my best, my best way of remembering this is from fantasy baseball. If you have a starting pitcher start on a Monday, they usually start on a Saturday, and if they start on a Tuesday, they normally start on a Sunday. <laughs> That's the best way I've put that in my memory bank. Bizarre. So I think it will be Pablo Lopez for Probably, game two, right. Sonny Gray for game three. Um, which gives them kind of that bonus first game that we talked about with Arizona and Milwaukee a little bit. Like I, and, and also, it's not that. Like, Bailey Ober was very good this year. Uh, Joe Ryan got the opening day start for them last year, um, and he's hot, so you got to believe in it, right? That's at least our motto over here. Um, and all they need to do, I mean, the Twins are laying it out that you might just have to be five and fly um, and they could even juggle those starting pitchers that if they want to get six out of them by doing a four and a two or a three and a three. Um, the Twins, they've fallen into their platoon roles. Trev tried to tell us, you know, lefty, righty, they're going to play that game. Uh, the Houston bullpen, are they still really without a lefty? Remember when that's that my, was a thing? That's my understanding. Well, Bennett Sousa. Right. We'll be out there. Um, so, uh, if you are the Twins, you get to play your lefties. Um, I guess, for the most part, you'll be you'll starting your lefties. You'll get the Framber start, so you get to keep your put your righties in there and give them some run, and you'll have your lefties off the bench, and Trevor Plouffe loves that pinch hitting. Um, here's my thing. Houston is here. Altuve, Bregman, Jordan, Tucker, Jose Abreu, who uh, I think his second half ended up being okay. Michael Brantley is back. Chaz McCormick had a great year. Jeremy Pena at shortstop hitting eighth has tasted uh, everything that baseball can offer you in last year's playoffs. And then Maldonado, that's without Yiner Diaz. Uh, That's without Mauricio Dubon, who had been so great for them this year. That's without Jake Myers, who can come in, play really good defensive outfield, and give you some at-bats, too. I could be looking back in a week or so with a tail between my legs and saying Houston got me again. But, man, I think Minnesota, they got the monkey off their back. They did it. They moved on. They advanced in the playoffs. And I don't think that felt like anything earned or like it's over. They won two wild card games at home against what's become a a tough Blue Jays Franchise to defend will be the the nicest way I can say it. But it is funny, man. Verlander, Framber, Javier, Urquidy could probably get the game four start. Hunter Brown, J.P. France floating around. 
And then if they need five innings out of their bullpen, how's Montero, Maton, Graveman, Abreu, Naris, Presley? Like, we've seen this Houston formula mm-hmm. so many times that it feels like I'm zigging or zagging. Zagging? Um, I don't know. The, uh, the other thing that Trev keeps bringing up with the Twins that gives me enough to buy into um, their offense has been really good in the second half, and that was always something I liked about the 21 Braves that won it, that their offense on paper looked kind of average. But in the second half, they were a top-level offense, and that's almost so much more important. Like the first half of the season by October, you can't be racking up April points. Um, there's, a chance, there's a chance that Houston Houston's, and I think we all know that. And I think Altuve and Jordan and Tucker and Bregman, the top of that lineup every time will be hell. And that's before Abreu, Brantley, McCormick, Pena. I get it. I get it. I get it. The Twins can really pitch. Um, They get one in Houston. They're going to have a chance to bring it back to Minnesota with a shot to close it out. Uh, These teams played in the playoffs last year. Uh, one of the or was recent that, years. Was that, I want to say Correa was out there. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm daydreaming that. Um, Ryan Stanek activated from the IL, put on the paternity list. How about that? Mm. Good for you, Stanek. Uh, last year's twins weren't involved. Not involved. So the year, so the year before, before, it wouldn't have been, and Correa would have been on the other team, right? Right. But, they, he was the bad guy then. 2021, they were below 502. What? Who are the Twins? So maybe, maybe I'm thinking 2020. AL wildcard, 2 nothing. Yeah, to Houston. Yeah. So that's a few moons ago. Framber and Javier. Yeah, I mean, that's a different team. Luis Arise, Jose Barrios, Nelson Cruz, Marwin, <laughs> Eddie Rosario, Miguel Sano. So... All right, throw Jeffers that. Jeffers was out. still there. Jeffers was still there, and they like him, by the way. And he they be do hitting. like him. They be hitting. Um, let's do some National League because, hey, I've got a really good opportunity to get the ale all wrong, get my BV on. Real ones know what that means. Um, yeah, I got the first two wild cards wrong, and I'm believing in Baltimore when they have zero playoff experience, and I'm b- believing in the Twins when they hadn't won, and they still haven't won like a real series. In over 20 years. So, could be some egg on my face, but there was an egg on my face last night at the DraftKings Sportsbook because we were live streaming. I was placing some bets. <laughs> Poppy did good. I really liked what I saw from Philly. I'll tell you that much. Really liked what I saw from uh, Mar- Fish First Baseman JB. A little code language there. And right now, you can bet $5 on baseball. Okay, that's easy. You got that. You get $200 instantly in bonus bets. So what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code BAKERS. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on baseball only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code BAKERS. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. Licensee partner, Golden Nugget Lake Charles. 21 plus, ages varied by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See dkng.co slash baseball for eligibility. Terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply in your National League, which I've got a little bit better of a finger on, apparently, at this point. I think this is the marquee series. The Philadelphia Phillies versus the Atlanta Braves. Division rivals. Braves won eight out of five this year. Uh, they split a four-gamer Atlanta. Uh, Braves swept in Philly a two-gamer. And then another four. Okay, that was just a lot of data. Braves, eight and five this year against the Phillies. We kind of know the Phillies story, right? Um, This is the team that won the National League last year. They did it with mauling, hitting um, everyone. Top to bottom in the lineup felt like a threat. Um, Even, you know, last year Castellanos had a bad year. He had a great year this year. Uh, Real Mudo 
I think he got hot going into last year's playoffs, and he was a threat. His numbers were, I think, down a little bit this year, but he hit a tank shot the other day, and it... I don't know how we can put this in our analytics binder, but dudes matter. Like, being JT Real Muto matters. Like, we just mentioned Ryan Jeffers, and I don't want to be rude to Ryan Jeffers. Ryan Jeffers out-hit JT Real Muto in a big way this year. I think... For one playoff at bat, I still want JT Real Muto. And that's the whole Phillies team. It's Schwarber. It's Harper. Um, Castellanos. And the guy they added, who had one of his toughest halves of baseball this year, Trey Turner, has also been one of the best hitters since September 1st. And he is on their team now. And we just saw what Nola and Wheeler can do. And they'll be lined up for two and three um, as they dominated the Marlins. Bryson Stott, man. Um, so they're going to have some fun in game one. Rob Thompson came out and said he knows who, st- who will start game one, but he hasn't told the world yet. They have Ranger Suarez. We've seen him pitch in big games and be versatile for them. Taiwan Walker, guy who's been around the league a lot. He had a really good, really solid year for the Phillies. And Christopher Sanchez, another lefty uh, who came out and he gave them something to offer. Uh, it's going to be interesting. Suarez had one start against the Braves this year. Six innings pitch, one earned run. Okay. That's pretty good. Taiwan Walker, two starts, 6.23, 5.15. Okay. Sanchez, 7.14, uh, four innings, three earned. Uh, I don't know who Topper's going to go with. I think people are ranging. Or, oh, are ranging. People are leaning ranger, if you will. Um, but they have options. Like, it, you can go lefty-righty one time through. I know that just backfired in Minnesota, but that's also because Barrios looked really good and maybe just keep going. He's like a guy who's supposed to be that guy and has sort of you know, halfway proven that. Don't have to live by like, that. You know, the, 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 you know my, my Phillies birdies out there, they would love to do Sanchez to Taiwan Walker. Whew. Whatever you got to do. Sanchez, Taiwan, I think has struggled in first innings this year. That's been a bugaboo, mm. so they think opener there in Sanchez for for two or three. Atlanta's going to be rowdy. I, I that the that'd be the only part that scares me about Sanchez. Um, yeah, for for a game one, game one in Atlanta. That I don't love that. Yeah. You can have a you can have a short hook with whoever that starter is going to be with the off day. Between right. one and two, and and the off days leading in, but uh, might just fire all three of them up. You're all ready, little fucker. Um, this is Jimmy's Dusty Baker impression. Uh, <laughs> and then you know they go and BBD reminded me of this or last night. Uh, they'll play one off day, play one off day, so they're gonna be ready. Uh, with Wheeler and Nola, two and three, and their bullpen will be extra rested. Uh, and sitting there. Waiting for them is the big bad wolf, the Atlanta Braves, who lost. They lost to these Phillies last year, right? Phillies, I, I think yeah. Phillies put it on them and 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 went yeah. nut job. That uh, Strider, he's expected to go game one. Uh, he has dominated Philadelphia. Uh, the only time he didn't was last year's playoffs. Pretty crazy. Trey Turner, 0 for 14 against Spencer Strider. Castellanos, 167. Stott, 150. Um, Brandon Marsh, uh, the only player that's had some success. Uh, And he didn't really even play against the Fish because they started two lefties. And Bryce Harper only saw lefties. Um, (laughs) We were having some some good laughs uh, on the live stream about that. Uh, Max Freed is expected for game two. Boy, do some of the Phillies have success against him. Trey Turner, uh, 400 batting average. Nick Cassiano's eight for 13. Real Muto, 350. Don't love that for our guy, Max. And then Bryce Elder, uh, our anti-savant king, uh, would in theory be the game three starter because Morton went down late, which I think we talked about that, but I, man, that one hurts. I think that one hurts. Um, man, that guy, that guy's a dog. That guy's a dog. I'll, the guy you're happy to lean on in the playoffs. Do not bet against him. Here's what I will say. 
everything I said about the Phillies lineup, you can say about the Braves and some. Um, they've got their bullpen, Iglesias, Minter, uh, Yates. How about Kirby Yates is here? Uh, obviously, Jesse Chavez will show his face at some point this series. Uh, Jimenez in hand. Uh, the IL is a little deeper for the for the Bravos than I remembered off the top of my head. I'm not going against the Braves. Um, and hey, maybe Philly is just lining up to put another feather in their cap and say, hey, congrats on the regular season. Do not care at all. Think about this. The Atlanta Braves, who have put together this masterful season, they are stacked. They're stacked. Like, there's... We, we said it before. If they do win a World Series, I think there's all-time team-type implications with what Ronald's done this year, what Matt Olson's done this year. Peter Moylan, when he was up here, was just walking around with the screenshot of the Braves lineup, like the pregame video lineup that was like Acuna, 40 home runs, 73 steals. Olson, 54 home runs. Everyone's OPS is... Eight five or up, like it, it's a video game. And the other thing that I like for the Braves, Ronald Acuna, wasn't a part of their World Series run. Olson and Murphy were not a part of their World Series run. Like, there's enough guys on this roster that were there and. You know, we're not going back-to-back, so they've got that pursuit, and they know what it takes, and they played in big games. You also got guys who are hungry, and you have the NL MVP who is hungry. Uh, And you have the team that knocked them out last year. Motivation is real. You're getting everything from the Braves. You are getting everything from the Atlanta Braves. Uh, And I just don't think there's a team that can fight their everything. The two teams that probably can are the Phillies and the Orioles. So we'll find out in a five-game set, man. Uh, And one or two Philly swings could change it. And if they get one in Atlanta, they'll have a shot to close it out in Philly again. And that place has just become an absolute Looney Tune madhouse. Oh, my God, there's someone breaking into the studio right now. (laughs) John Boy's on all fours. Is he going energy drink? Wow. Wow. I was excited to not go energy drink today because no stream. Yeah, I can leave at a, at a reasonable time. The whole place is asleep, says Jim, so he's going to feed everyone energy drinks. Um, not going to see me picking against Atlanta the entire playoffs as long as they are in there. I'm going with the Braves. Hopefully this is the marquee series. I think this is listed as the marquee series. Um both lineups are just badass. Uh, and I think you're going to see heated baseball. Like, I think the Phillies love what they do. <laughs> BBD's not giggling because Jim's rolling on the floor. <laughs> um, like, I, I think we might see a little throwback, like Harper flipping the hair. I think you might see some finger pointing at each other. This is, uh, this is what playoff bit. This series, I think, compared to what we saw... Uh, between some of the other wild card series, I think will look laughable. Um, and maybe that's me just being a dreamer, but you might say I'm the only one. Um, man, second half, Sean Murphy did not, was not the goods. Wasn't that first half. Was not the goods. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Uh... 
your final series, and this is David versus Goliath. My slash Dalton's Arizona Diamondbacks will head to face the L.A. Dodgers in a best-of-five series. The Dodgers won the overall matchup 8-5 to five this series, and there's something a little more dark in those numbers. Uh, the Dodgers have won the last five, uh, and that culminated in L.A., a three-game sweep where they they boat raced them. They boat raced them. 7-4-9-1-7-0. Those games were still very important for the Diamondbacks as they were hunting the wild card. Um, and the boogeyman came out, and that's who the Dodgers have been to this entire organization for years now. For years now. Uh, Dodgers, <laughs> God. Maybe I'm maybe I'm still underselling them in our in my head, like for what they did this regular season, and they should be a one B to Atlanta. I think people would say that. Um, Clayton Kershaw, game one. Yep. Remember when he was like playoff woes guy? That's kind of gone, right? Nobody talks yeah, about that. It has not been a problem in in recent years. I, I did finally go look at some like big picture playoff numbers recently. I was like, oh yeah, he. He had playoff, a playoff problem. So the the stat I referenced at the top of the show that uh, I got half wrong, Clayton Kershaw hasn't recorded a loss at home versus Arizona since August 30th, 2012. Um, 2012. 2012. Um, Corbin Carroll and limited bets uh, with some knocks off of Kersh and same with Christian Walker, who those guys are. The dudes in their lineup, and something I said about Milwaukee uh, that I I did believe in. I said if the Snakes beat Milwaukee, I thought we were going to walk away saying the three best hitters were on Arizona in that series, and I think we did walk away saying that. Corbin Carroll, number one dude, no argument. Christian Walker's at bats were locked in, and Cattell Marte, uh, like that guy's got a track record. That dude's a problem. Uh, now. The Dodgers are a slightly different story with their lineup, but we'll get there. Bobby Miller looks to be getting the ball in game two, uh, and you might see Lance Lynn. You could see Opener and Pepio. The The Dodgers aren't afraid to get in the mud, so it's going to be interesting to see where they stand in the series because I think if they're up, say, two games to O, I think you just roll Lance Lynn out there and you say, hey, you're you're Lance Lynn. Like, we don't, we don't need to do this. We're the Dodgers. You're Lance Lynn. Let's go win a series. If it's 1-1 or, you know, 0-2, knocking on wood for my Snakes fans, um, then I think you have to rethink it and probably go bullpen to Pepio because uh, Pepio's stats, 42 innings, a 2-1-4. You know, Lance Lynn on the year, the numbers aren't pretty. I know he's been better with the Dodgers. Still not, like, electric. Um, and the Dodgers always have options coming out of that bullpen. Sometimes they're they're not the flashiest names. Um but they have guys, uh, and it's a lot of familiar. Evan Phillips and Bruce Starr have been there for a few years now. Ferguson and Vessia. How about Ryan Brazier? Uh, Going to be pitching in some big playoff games, it seems. And, man, that Dodgers IL. Lux, we found about a, that about the start of spring training. May, Gonsolin, Bueller, Trinan, Reyes, Almonte, Hudson. Hmm. And then you know about the top of their lineup. Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, MVP-type seasons any other year. You know Will Smith. You know Muncie. They are, they are still your father's Dodgers, I guess, is how I'd phrase that. Um, the Snakes, how about them? Don't have to go game three. Let's just win it in two. Merrill Kelly gets a start in game one. Okay. 12-8, and 3-2-9 ERA. Team USA, Merrill Kelly, bookending his season. He's never beaten the Dodgers. 0 for 11, 5 4 9 career. 16 starts versus the Dodgers. His, his stats this year against the Dodgers actually weren't that bad, but it's one of those things you're like, okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Just, just hasn't really happened, huh? All right, Dodgers. Uh, Zach Gallen will be lined up for game two with the, the off days and everything. So the Snakes are lined up. Merrill Kelly, Zach Gallen, a sneaky good one-two punch in this playoffs. They are playing with house money. They have dudes on their team. 
Uh, Evan Longoria being the old man hero. Perdomo giving an effort as the kid in the bottom of the lineup. Uh, let's see what goes on with the catcher, uh, Gabby Moreno. We saw him come out. We speculated and uh, not sure if we're going to get any more on that until we get rosters and everything, but that would be a massive blow. Um, I see a link expected to be back for game one, so I like that for them. The Snakes have some fun sauce going on, man. Tommy Pham just being Tommy Pham for this team. Lourdes Gurriel still there uh, after his all-star season. And how about the Snakes pen, people? Seawald, Ginkle, Nelson, Sal Frank, Thompson, Mantiply. They got some efforts out there. I think my Snakes are going to fight. I think this goes five. If I'm putting my honest money on it, it's Dodgers. Um, they won a ton of games this year. They've been the big brother to Arizona. I hope I'm wrong. I might even do a happiness hedge where I bet the Dodgers to win the series, and if I lose that bet, I would be on cloud nine, and I'd stop doubting the Snakes forever until they had to play the Braves the next round. Um, it's just a, it's, it's a massive ask. Maybe now's the time, and I've been wrong before. Go snakes, go! But how you you kind of gotta pick the the Dodgers. Um, so that's a little bit of your playoff preview. Uh, again, we'll be streaming. We're gonna be doing talking baseball all the time. We'll be back here on Monday. I do want to talk a little football with you guys because we kind of missed it. Kickoff of playoffs. Bing, bing, bong, bong. Uh, we also had our blitzball blitz, so I wasn't as dialed in the football, but I want to tee it up uh, with the three games you should watch this weekend, and conveniently, let me give you one that won't interfere with football. Bills-Jaguars. Bills are heading across the pond to play the 9.30 a.m. Sunday game against the Jaguars, so get your coffee. Oh, also download Coffee Golf, a new app I've been playing. It's a little dumb golf game. Um... Five new holes every day. That's all I want. Okay. Um, so get your coffee. Play coffee golf on your phone. Watch the Bills and the Jaguars. Uh, I've been tough on the Jaguars since they had that loss to the Texans, who that loss is looking, I don't want to say better, but that loss is looking better. Uh, C.J. Stroud uh, kind of coming on the scene strong. The Jaguars, who everyone was excited for this year. They stayed in London. They played out there last week. They just lived in London for two weeks. How crazy is that? All right, NFL. Um, the Bills are flying to London. London games always feel a little off. I think we can admit that. Bills are coming off a massive victory over the Dolphins, 48-20. to Dominated them. Everyone loves the Dolphins, right? Everyone was kind of over the Bills, onto the Dolphins. Bills punch them in the mouth, 48-20 to in Buffalo, Woo-wee, huge win. We're the man. We're flying to London. We're playing the Jaguars. Feels a little amiss. Uh, and I think why this game is important to me, if the Bills win, uh, the Bills would then be 4-1. They will have dominated Miami. Their first loss is that crazy week one to the Jets loss. Um they have the Giants and the Patriots the next week. Like, if the Bills win this game, we're going to start talking about the 7-1 Buffalo Bills and how, let's put respect back on their name. Like, okay, two is sexy and all that. These Bills have been there. Josh Allen's nasty. Um, if they lose, the Bills drop to 3-2, and two, which just feels a little different. The Jaguars would improve to 3-2, and two, and I think the Jaguars would be back in their standing with people uh, who some are writing, or... I wrote them off a little bit, but they didn't write back. Tell them, Gino. Um, that quote still doesn't make sense. Um, <laughs> it's cool. Don't get me wrong. I think that quote's cool. Yeah, it, it got it delivered well. Sense. It does not make sense. They wrote me off. I didn't write back. Doesn't make a s doesn't make sense. Um, if the Jags win this game, uh, in a division that's become quite messy in the South, the Colts are two and two. Uh, they've got a big game this week against the Titans, I believe, who are also 2-2. Two and two. The whole division's 2-2. Two and two. Houston and C.J. Stroud, they're starting to taste themselves a little bit. 
Indianapolis and Richardson uh, with a chance to go 3-2. and two. And the Titans, who always seem to be around in that division, if not running it a little bit. Um, massive game. Jags, I think they have an advantage that they stayed in London. Bills coming off a high and traveling to London, and that always just feels bizarre. Big impact both ways for both teams. Really like that game uh, as the third game this weekend. Uh, my number two game to watch this weekend. I'll cop out a little. Uh, you know what? I'm not going to cop out. I'm going to go Eagles-Rams. Um, the Eagles are heading out to L.A. to play Trevin Stafford's Rams. Uh, I think we're getting Cooper Cup back on a pitch count. Uh, limited uh, with the Puka Nakua show going on anyways. The Eagles are 4-0. They're on the road. The Rams are 2-2. Two two. Uh, Eagles minus 4.5 point favorites. Uh, the Eagles are starting to get tasty and rightfully so. They survived the Commanders. That game got close. Um, Vikings ended up being one score. Patriots ended up being one score. Bucks game uh, was not and we're still not really sure what to do with the Bucs. The Rams can scheme it up. Stafford's healthy. They've got some weapons. See a 2-2 Atwell. Um, I think for the Rams, this is a big one for them. This is an early season. You know, nobody really talked about the Rams this offseason. They've shown signs of life. They're 2-2. If the Rams could beat the Philadelphia Eagles at home, they're back in the NFC, baby. They're back in the picture. Stafford's doing it. McVay's that guy, right? That's the whole thing. Eagles, I think they're coming in feeling pretty good, feeling pretty tasty. Uh, we're Philly. We're probably the best best or second best roster in football. San Francisco. Uh, 4-0. and We've slipped up the past couple weeks, and it hasn't even bothered us. Um. I think the Rams come out and give them a game. Are they going to win? I don't know. I think they're going to have his chance. You might even see, remember old Detroit Lions, Matt Stafford? I think he's got one of those like crazy fourth-quarter comeback stats because he was always losing games. Um, that, yeah, I, I think you might see Matty Staff with a chance to do it at the end of the game. And with how the offense has looked and how Stafford's looked so far, I think they might get it done. Uh, so that's my number two. The number one is the layup of all layups. America, this is where football wins. Sunday night football. The Dallas Cowboys versus the San Francisco 49ers. You're going to watch. There will be playoff baseball. We'll be streaming. We'll have this on a second screen. Brock Purdy's undefeated as a starter. Uh, You don't think Micah Parsons and the Cowboys defense wants to put that that notch on their bedpost. Um, these are two of the best teams in the NFC. Uh, we saw the Cowboys uh, get humbled by the Cardinals on the road. The Cardinals who have been playing a better brand of football. So what did the Cowboys do? They came out. They whooped on the Patriots. 38-3. to little reset game for them before the big one. I mean, teams get up for games. The Cowboys are going to get up for this. Not as much as the 49ers. Brock Purdy's undefeated. And Christian McCaffrey, uh, Justin Penix telling me he, he could be the offensive player of the year. I don't know. It came up in conversation. Um, there's talent everywhere. And after, you know, Brandon Ayuk, Debo, Kittle, McCaffrey, even the Niners who, like, don't play Elijah Mitchell, he'd be the featured player on the Giants right now. Um, I know I've been tough especially around the office about the Giants but it's their dearth of talent is embarrassing while the Niners have all these riches and I think if you're the Niners I almost want to do a reverse a reverse Eagles effect this is their first test uh at Steelers to start the season that's Steelers had a bad week and that's not looking too impressive uh, they survived the Rams, but that was before we even thought anything of the Rams, 30-23 uh, to 23 in L.A. Uh, they beat up on the Giants, sure. They beat up on the Cardinals, sure. How about them Cowboys? Uh, so, hey, maybe we'll be saying a different tone. Maybe, maybe the Niners get their first challenge. 
The Cowboys are up for it. They've already gotten their taste of humble pie this year. I think San Francisco's in a different league. In San Francisco, their first test of the year, and I believe in it. Um, I, I think the Niners are the best team, and as long as Purdy, as long as Purdy, McCaffrey, and like one of the wide receivers is healthy, obviously we're ignoring a lot of big offensive defensive lines, and <laughs> there's, you know, safety, linebacker, you know, the Niners are stacked all around. Um, I don't know, man. There's just something about this game that's America. Like, the Niners, in a way, became America's team when, like, they were winning Super Bowls and Montana to Young, and there's, you know, everybody has friends who are Niners fans, or at least around my age. Excuse me. Um, And everyone knows Cowboys fans, because how about them? Uh, So these are kind of, if you include the Packers and then maybe a, a kicker with the Steelers, these are America's football teams now. Um, the Niners won over years of fan bases. The Packers are their own little cult. They are always have quarterback play. Steelers, I, they're not really America's team. They are just Pittsburgh's team. Ah, oh, they mm. got coverage. They've got they, coverage. They you, show you up. Get, like I feel like everywhere you live, you can live. You you, you find meet somebody Steeler that's a Pittsburgh it's fan. True. It's true. They're one of those teams that that got around. Oh, been there. Oh. Uh, so, so that. With some playoff football. Um, in our against the spread league, I did... Uh, who did I go with? I had I went with one of the big favorites because I don't believe in somebody. Um, oh, I went Miami over the Giants. Sorry. That's, oh, yeah. I think it was minus 11 at the time. I just... Yeah. Miami coming off a loss to Buffalo. Hosting the Giants. Giants basically got broken last game. Damn, man. Damn. Uh, So, let's enjoy the weekend together. Uh, I'm excited to play off baseball. A nice NFL weekend. I hope you guys are enjoying it, too. We're in Chris Rose's sports heaven with football and playoff baseball. Uh, And I guess I am, too. So, thank you, guys. We will see you on Monday. Woo! Know a lot more by then, huh?